The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 400 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Keep listening for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com just for discovering Trek listeners. Fansets. Our pins have character. Nightmares, fantasies, and Leah Brahms? Lower Decks Episode 3 has our beloved crew dealing with all their wildest fantasies and all their terrifying nightmares, plus a whole lot more. It's time for the dream team of Star Trek podcasting, so head into the turbo lift and hit that down button, folks. My name is Dan Davidson, and we are Discovering Trek Lower Decks. Thanks so much for joining us, and welcome to Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Universe companion presented by Fansets. Episode 3, Mining the Minds Minds, finds our favorite Lower Decks crew cleaning up some magical, dream-producing, rock-like things, while Tendi has her first day of actual senior science officer training. As always, we have a lot to talk about, so let me introduce you to my esteemed crew. It's safe to say that we are the Cali class level of podcasters here on the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, and we wouldn't have it any other way. First of all, we want to say hi uh, to our good friend Casey out on the West Coast. Casey, it's good to see you, buddy. Hello, everyone. Okay, and we don't need to hear that kind of uh, introduction, but uh, thanks anyway. And, uh, you know... (sighs) I got to say, buddy, I'm I'm happy to see you, but I'm very sad that our wonderful, wonderful Sarah is not here this week because she is a little bit under the weather. And so hopefully she will be back next week. But uh, yeah, that means I get to welcome back my wonderful and dear friend uh, to the show. He has been under the weather for a couple of weeks now, ever since Vegas, but so glad to have Mr. Bill Smith back here to talk about all the things Lower Deck. Welcome to the show for the first time this season, my friend. It's good to have you here. Hello, how are you? I'm, I'm happy to be here. I, I felt, felt felt like I should make an entrance like Casey this week. Um, can you can you do that one more time? No, okay, because uh, I might start coughing <laughs> up what's left of my lungs. But no, good to be here. Um, it, you know, I'm sure I'll be coughing on mute plenty. But uh, let's. I'm excited to talk about this episode. Well, that's okay. Well, before we start talking about this episode, guys, Sarah did have an uh, an idea last week, Bill. And I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. In 10 seconds, give me a thumbs up or thumbs down for episodes one and two, since you weren't here to talk to him about us with the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to go thumbs up for both. I um, okay. I enjoyed them. I thought that uh, with episode one, it was nice to, to resolve uh, the whole trial thing offline because it didn't need to be an episode. Um, and for episode two, I just, I, I thought it was fun. Okay. Very good, very quick, very succinct. Nicely done, my friend. Um, I can't wait to talk about this week's episode, uh, but before we do start talking about it, Bill, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with us to give us their thoughts on mining the mind's minds. Mind you. Mine? M- mine. Mm-hmm. Mine? mine? Oh my gosh, it's, oh, mine. now we're talking mine. about mine. Finding Nemo. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Sure thing, Dan. So listeners, we definitely want to hear from you and what you thought about this week's episode of Lower Decks. And the best way to do that is to get yourself the Trek Geeks mobile app for your iOS, your Android device. Download it, tap the more button for a whole bunch of ways to get in touch with us. And while you're at it, you can check out our brand new app exclusive shows that you won't be able to get anywhere else. Head to trekgeeks.com slash app for the details. 
Plus, you can also join the most positive Star Trek Facebook group there is. It's Camp Ketimer, and it's the official Facebook group of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. It's so easy to join that Casey figured it out. Just head on over to Facebook, search for Camp Ketimer, answer a few quick questions, and we'll let you right in to take part in all the fun and positive discussion. Like Dan, it's just that simple. Truly is. And of course, a big thank you to our wonderful admins, Haley, Jackie, and Fark for the great job they do running Camp Ketimer. Of course, please remember that any comments or messages you leave us anywhere, uh, it doesn't matter where it is, it could be on the moon, I don't care, may be used in a future episode, Dan. It is so great to have your dulcet tones here, buddy. Oh, that was just wonderful. And on, a, on one take, very well done. Black alert. Black alert. So before we start our discussion, we want to warn our listeners that this episode of Discovering Trek Lower Decks does contain spoilers. So if you haven't watched episode three of Star Trek Lower Decks season three, stop listening right now. Head on over to Paramount Plus or wherever you watch Lower Decks. Watch the episode, then head back on over to Discovering Trek. Failure to do that puts you at risk to find out to find plot developments and character details for mining the mines mines. Mine. What if it was mimes, like the people that don't talk? Well, that I would, would be, hope that you'd be a mime someday. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would improve the podcast. Oh. <laughs> I walked right into that rake. Anyway, uh, uh, so let's get right into it, guys. It was it was a fun episode. I was not overly thrilled with episode two, as you may remember from our discussion last week. Mm-hmm. I know Bill listened to the episode because he listens to everything on the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. I really enjoyed this episode. Bill, what did you think about it? No, I really enjoyed it, too. I I think there was a particular brand of creativity in this episode that really was kind of next level. Yeah. Um, With some of these things that they were, it's kind of like imagining the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and Ghostbusters. Um, (laughs) And I I like that they brought that quality to Star Trek. It was kind of fun. Casey, what about you, my friend? I I was mildly entertained on this week. I don't, I don't know. On, on part of it, I just kept going in my head. We don't, we only have 10 episodes how is this advancing this this season but i i don't know maybe i was expecting too much this week after what i also thought last week's was kind of meh. would you we don't really do the thumbs up thumbs down that much anymore but would you have given it a thumbs up or would have you given it a thumbs down i i i'm on the you know the horizon the thumb on the horizon like uh i i watched it once i don't think i'd go back to it again Okay. Well, interesting. All right. Well, I I had thought there were a great uh, bunch of parts of this episode that I really enjoyed. Um, the first of all was I think everybody's going to agree with the the fantasy dream stuff was was pretty great. I love the Jennifer aspect, and I love the Admiral on that kick ass Starfleet bike with a sidecar and <laughs> warp engines on the bottom of it, fighting the Borg and promising promotions to Boimler. But I got to say, the nightmare stuff was awesome for me i absolutely Mm -hmm. loved it borg Mm. snakes klingon killer clowns from outer space with batleth arms i i I mean who could ask for anything more i thought that that was so much fun and like you said bill at the beginning it this episode gave a chance for the writers and the animators to really go outside of things that we probably wouldn't normally see in a star trek episode can you imagine being in the production meeting with the writers (laughs) as an animator because i assume that's how it happens i don't know and hearing what they're coming up with and like, wait, wait a second, wait, you want a Klingon with a clown's face and he's got batleth <laughs> arms? <laughs> Let me sketch that out real quick. I, I have to believe that this was probably a great exercise in creativity for both teams, both writing and animation. Right. And, and, and that alone just made me appreciate it even more. 
one of the things that was like an oh my gosh moment was at, when the nightmare started coming to life and Jennifer was picked up by a Andorian mm. werewolf and literally ripped in half. <laughs> I was laughing hysterically, even though I don't know why I would be laughing at somebody being ripped in half, <laughs> but it was still pretty funny. And and Casey, even though it wasn't your cup of tea for the whole episode, you got to admit some of those parts were pretty funny. Some of those parts were really funny. I mean, I thought that whole thing with with the werewolf. I mean, I, I was that was the representation of how awful Jen could become, you know, for Mariner. And it's like, okay, that's coming through the 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 clowns, clowns, anyways, are just <laughs> creepy as hell. So it was like I was like, oh yeah, that that would be nightmare fuel to just know, oh. This thing's not just coming to scare me. Its arms will literally just chop my head off and go rolling down the hill like a bowling ball. Uh, so, yeah, the the nightmare stuff, I did dig. I mean, it was, you know, I go, oh, this is kind of horror-esque. All right, I like this. And we get to see a little bit more about everybody. It's like, what, what really scares them mm-hmm. and what doesn't? And... um Come on, the Borg snake. That was just. That, I was like, that, that creepy, skeeved me out more right? than, the, than the the Klingon clowns. Honestly, I <laughs> oh. really just, there. Yeah, you, yeah like you I, don't hear snakes coming towards you or anything, and then that little laser eye. It's just kind of like, <laughs> guess what? I'm just silently coming up, and then I'm <laughs> kill you. What was it doing? <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I got one question about all the nightmare stuff. We had the werewolf. We had the Borg snake. We had the Klingon clowns. What was that other thing? It looked like a giant raisin or a big pile of poop. I really am not sure what it was. It didn't really have anything to do. It was always in the background, but it was just this big like blob thing running around when everybody was being chased. It was uh, Dan Davidson. Wow. I keep walking. I keep walking around. Welcome back, Bill. <laughs> That's a big pile of poop. So, That's a big pile of poop. That is, thank you very much. No, so I, I did love those aspects. I like the basketball aspect of when they were cleaning up the rocks. Yeah. I kind of thought it went a little long, but it was fun. If they were play if they had played that song basketball from back in the eighties, that would have been even better, but they didn't do that. But one thing I was extremely excited to hear, I guess we could say, we've had great special voiceovers every episode so far this season. Susan Gibney reprising her role as Dr. Leah Brahms. Who would have ever thought that would have happened on Lower Decks? How are we not talking yeah. about this? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't hardly seen it mentioned online at all. You know, we got it, Star Trek Day. You got all the reveals of you know the the, the Picard trailer. You know, you got uh, a, a date for Picard. You got a date for mm. the Return of Prodigy. How are mm-hmm. we not talking about the fact that that Susan Gibney is back as Leah Brahms? Because that that's that's monumental. It is. I'm looking for you know we had Cromwell in episode one. We yep. had JG Hertzler in episode two. We got Susan Gibney. I want to there to be a surprise voiceover for every episode this season, Casey. And I want them to cool. be like like ones that we would never think of in a thousand years. I, I I just think it would be fantastic because you have the ability to do that with an animated series. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Oh, okay. and hey, we you might get your wish. We don't know. This might right. be something with the writers and producers says, you know what we should do this ep- this season? Just once an episode. Blow blow everybody's mind. We'll get in one kick-ass person each episode, and they'll just be like, holy cow. This, is, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Have we had him? 
No, I don't think we've had him on lower decks. No, not at all. That would be maybe I'm just cool. dreaming. No, it'd be it. Uh, oh, now see, now I don't. Now I'm now I'm second guessing myself. Did we have him? Oh, I'm gonna have to check anyway. Um, uh, what? Are, <laughs> there's so many good things to talk about in this episode. Um, I thought it was a great animated series callback when mm. Steven's nightmare was the the Kukulkan. I thought that was pretty cool. You haven't seen that creature. Uh, mm-hmm. since the animated series and i just love how this animated series has so much love for the original one from from 54 years ago um i, I thought it was great i thought it was a little strange that stevens was turned to stone and broke into pieces but then was okay at the end bill uh he's humpty dumpty <laughs> oh uh-huh. well, we, we didn't know that they couldn't turn the other people back from stone but we just know that they turned Stevens true. back. <laughs> that's you yeah, know. That's, that's, <laughs> well, Tana's doing really great things with limbs in this episode. Maybe she just you know, in addition to sawing them off, maybe she's just really good at putting them back. What together. was that? Yeah, thing how, sucking on the guy's foot. <laughs> more importantly, where do we get these Starfleet chainsaws? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Dan's dying. Holy, that was nuts. I was just like. Oh, that'll put a patient to ease. <laughs> can, I, can I say, though, that I love that Ta'ana is the voice of reason for Tendi in this episode yes, and me provides too. her a sounding board because these characters are developing a relationship. And, and Ta'ana actually, you know, when she's not going crazy, um, is really kind of super balanced and, and a great mentor. And I think that's awesome. I, I agree, mm-hmm. and I, I like to see that from Taana because I gotta, I gotta say, I'm not a huge uh, Mig- Miglimo. Is that how you pronounce the bird Miglimo. guy's name? Miglimo. I'm not a huge fan of this character yet. It yes. might, he might grow on me a little bit as the season goes on, but it, he's not my favorite. And and I, I kind of thought the scenes with him were a little, were a little meh. Um, so I like to see. Uh, uh, the doctor come in and, and take over that job, doing it in her own special bleeping way. Um, I just mm-hmm. thought it was special, but I still that my my mission is to find out what that creature was sucking on that guy's foot because I thought he was adorable. Because Dan wants one. <laughs> <laughs> I want a little. I want a plushie of him. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's absolutely. only for your foot, Dan. <laughs> we, there aren't any Murph plushies yet. There's no uh, way we're true. gonna get that thing. No, that's that's true. <laughs> Dan, as always, we want to take this moment to thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Yeah, absolutely we do, man. And why not? We're just so happy to have them here on the network. Their pins are beautiful, they're exceptional quality, and their service is second to none. Uh, In the coming weeks, Fansets will have all kinds of new stuff available at Fansets.com that were revealed in Vegas just a couple of weeks ago, like the two newest additions to the XL Mastership Collection, the USS Defiant, and the USS Voyager, and they are gorgeous. Also be on the lookout for the Confederation Badge slash Neck Slicer from Star Trek Picard Season 2. Do not hurt people with that badge, Bill. Uh, and very soon, uh, the one we've been waiting for, buddy, and they had the they had the model there uh, in Vegas, the TNG Com Badge will be coming to fansets.com in the coming weeks. It's, it looks beautiful, too. We had the chance to look at that prototype. I would have sworn that they took it straight off of, of somebody's uniform from 1994 and dropped it right in my hands. It looks that good. So in the meantime, head on over to fansets.com, put those XL Mastership pins and a whole bunch of other stuff in your cart, maybe some accessories, and at checkout, be sure to enter the special discount code TREKGEEKS for 10% off your entire order. That's TREKGEEKS in all capital letters with no spaces 
And of course, don't forget, when you spend more than $30, you automatically get free shipping in the U.S. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Uh, Casey, what else did you like in this episode? There was, there was, uh, there was some good stuff in here. There, there was some good stuff. Um, I, I laughed with the, you know, the cold opening and Tony and the seventh grade geology teacher in Atoga. And that just <laughs> threw me right back to how Archer of him for season one <laughs> of Enterprise. Like, hey, what are you, what are you doing here in outer space? Not how could you possibly still be alive and look how I thought you looked or whatever. Um, the, the whole idea of the mines and everything that, you know, the, these two supposed enemies were working together with to get in a, in a seemingly very gentle, calm, benign way and boof. Yeah. Well, I, I got to say, I mean, <laughs> pe- people say that, that today's Star Trek doesn't deal with real world things. I'm sorry, but this episode is a statement on data privacy and companies like Facebook and Microsoft and Google mm-hmm. and Apple. Mm-hmm. And these two aliens who were allegedly enemies are essentially, you know, Meta and Google teaming up to get everybody's data. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, it, it's just really well done in that sense. And I think it makes a, a great statement um, about people should be mad about it. And, yeah. And, and, so uh, that's a that's a great point. Mm-hmm. And was it just me, guys, or did the scientist look like John Lovitz? <laughs> oh, completely from <laughs> from his animated show, The Critic. Okay, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't I was sure. Like, uh, acting. That brings me to a point. Um, there was a lot that I liked in this episode. There was one thing that really I didn't like, uh, and I think I, I think you guys will agree with me. I don't think no matter what class of starship you're on, whether it's a California class. Galaxy class, garbage scow. You're not going to have two captains argue the way that Freeman and the younger captain did in front of a delegation that they're Mm -hmm. trying to do a a treaty with. Mm -hmm. And it was funny for a second, and then it got old really fast, and it really started ticking me off at the end because I'm like, how in the world would any Federation representative act like this in front of people, Bill? I, you're not wrong. I, it seemed like a pissing contest at at one point and it just, there was just really, it seemed a little unbelievable even for lower decks, quite honestly. Right. That's what Um, I was going to bring up is that, you know, it's lower decks. It's a comedy. It's supposed to be funny. Even this was a little bit like, uh, there were things that I didn't like last week that I'm like, this wouldn't happen even in lower decks. This topped last week for me. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't see Picard and Jellicoe doing that. Mm -hmm. And they had some very severe differences of opinion. Yeah. Um, they would address them probably in a much more dignified manner, um, with probably sharper words. So uh, to see this sort of, you know, sort of one-upsmanship really just, it it was a bit of a turnoff. Yeah. Casey, you're you're nodding your head and agreeing. Yeah. (laughs) Because this just seemed like just a a foil for Tendi to be able to assert herself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... It, it was very on the nose for me. So that was part of on, of this episode where I was like, eh, come on now. The, like you're saying, the gentle, hey, would you like this? No, you take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. Okay. By the third, you take it. Yeah. We're, and, we're out. And you're right. It was great 
to have the ability for Tendi to assert herself and then to be able to solve the issue and, and show that this was all duplicitous and this, that, and the other thing. But I just thought it was a little bit too much. And it was one thing for it to happen in one scene. And then they went to another scene down on the planet. And then they mm-hmm. came back to the ship and they were still doing it. It was like, okay, this is gonna get this is old real fast. So I think that was probably the only thing about this episode that kind of had me shake my head saying I think it could have been done better. But other than that, there was just some great things. I mean, for me, best line of the episode was from Ensign Young, who, correct me if I'm wrong, was a Tellarite. He sure looked like a Tellarite. Um, when he said, I think I pulled my dominant groin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that one. I did that at uh, Killington this weekend on my Spartan race, but that's yeah, neither yeah. here nor there. <laughs> no <laughs> what kidding. else you got, Bill? <laughs> um, I, I, this, this episode proves to me that the thing that I've always believed about Star Trek is still 100% true, and that is there are always caves in Star Trek. <laughs> always. <laughs> and our crew will always seek refuge in them. That um, is it, not it, false. It's, it, it's, it's tropey even in Star Trek. And I mean, Hey, it works. There's a reason why they keep hauling it out. Um, they can always seal themselves in and Mm -hmm. and protect themselves to Mm -hmm. some extent. But, um, uh, for once I'd like to see, uh, there not be any caves on a planet. Just me. (laughs) Casey, what do you think? Uh, part of this, I, I hear what Bill said. It's like, okay, you know, oh, we're back there. But I love that the Cerritos has a reputation then the reputation, as they say, is the enterprise of support ships. Yeah. And so it's like, hey, everyone else just plays by the rules, but you guys kind of do your own thing and you achieve results and you're known and you're famous, not infamous. That's how the Cerritos crew would think they would be. And you know that was kind of a saving grace for me in this episode because I don't know for you guys, but it's like the whole Leah Brahms thing for me, it was very icky with Jordy. Yeah. And on this one, it it was like veering into ickiness. I was like, oh, please not again. <laughs> but she, she you know? seemed, you know, I, this was a, this was a fantasy or a nightmare. Yes. Uh, but she did a great job with that voiceover work. Oh, she was I, she was loving it. Her and Jennifer hooking yes. up that was hilarious. The actor I, I just, is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I have to say, I like that the fact that our our Cerritos crew is getting respect. Because that's really mm-hmm. what it comes down to. I yep. mean, because, you know, Captain Freeman feels like she doesn't get respect as a Cali-class captain. The crew feels like they don't get respect. And then to kind of learn that really the perception is not what they think it is, is actually kind of awesome. It says that these guys are kind of rock stars in their own sort mm-hmm. of world. And and I really liked that aspect of this episode too, Casey. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I also like, guys, is we. I like this other this other California-class Lower Decks crew. Uh, young, uh, let's see, young Kearns, Cordy, and I, I'm missing the, the, the last one. Um, but I, I hope we see them again. I really like them. And I do like the animation of that Tellerite guy. I thought it was pretty, pretty cool looking. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So lots of things to like about this episode. Um, I, I'm glad in my mind that we got back on the, on the right track, uh, for the episode. There was a lot of character development, and it was also good for me. We talked about this a little bit in season two. 
you always had the same two people getting together with the same two people in the episode and going and doing things. I like that mm-hmm. Tendi was off on her own dealing with something for really the first time that we've seen. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a plus for this, and I would like to see that happen with each of the lower deckers over the course of the season. I think it'll be great to do that to give. I mean, I think we've seen it a little bit with the main character, you know, the main, you know, uh, Boimler or or, mm-hmm. or Mariner. Um, I hope we get to see it a little bit more this year too. I don't think you're wrong about that, and. I, I kind of hope that we get more of the mix-ups like we did. Was it last season where Mariner and Tendi yeah. got to go off on their own? Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd love to see more with Boimler and Rutherford together. Um, and, and like you said, I'd like some solo adventures too because I, I think that that's important for their development as Starfleet yes. officers, even though yeah. that this is is quote-unquote just lower decks. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Each character he, gets to develop a little bit more and a little bit more and get them out of a, the situation where they're comfortable with their surroundings, whether it's the environment or the people around them. I just like the fact that we get to know that Rutherford's equipment makes him a giant flashlight when he need him in those caves that Bill was talking about earlier. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> well, guys, it was a fun and entertaining episode this week, and, and I really hope for the the more the same next week. So Casey, why don't uh, you tell us what we have in store next week with episode four of lower deck season three? Well, Dan, next week, while the Cerritos engineers go on a mandatory relaxation leave, Mariner, Boimler and Tendi clash with their arch rivals, the Delta shift. Dun, dun, dun. It's lower decks. Episode four room for growth. Until then, remember that you can subscribe to Discovering Trek by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by downloading the Trek Geeks Podcast Network app. Plus, don't forget you can support Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network by subscribing to bonus content on Patreon. Get access to the unedited audio of all our podcasts, plus some kind of perks that we really think are kind of cool. Right now, we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our amazing producers of Discovering Trek, and we are truly so grateful for their support. Mike Bovia, Steve Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Jackie and Chris Hackney. God, I can't talk today. Easy for you to say. I know. Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Lionel Marchon, Matt McGonigal, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Casey Pettit, Jamie Rogers, Major Self, Casey Shafsky, hmm, Terry Shull, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, and the lovely and talented Jess Vashon. Dan, the senior producer of Trek Geeks, is Jude Tapman. I bet you didn't Abs- know that. I did know that. I absolutely know that. If you would like to support Discovering Trek and the Trek Geeks podcast network, just beam on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks for all the details on how you can do that. Of course, for more great Star Trek discussion, we want everyone to check out the other member podcasts on the network. You know, shows like Rewind and Politrex and Five Year Mission. Deep Space Pride, Infinite Trek, Divine Treasury, Sci-Fi Sisters, with the first link. You can find all our podcasts, including where to listen by visiting trekgeeks.com slash listen or getting the free Trek Geeks mobile app for iOS or Android. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network, no one, dare I say no one, talks Trek like we do. No one. No one. No one. No one. one. Well, everybody, uh, it's been a fun and entertaining episode three of Lower Decks and an even more fun and entertaining episode three of Discovering Trek uh, Lower Decks. So I want to thank my wonderful co-host. Thanks, Bill. Great to have you back, buddy. Uh, Casey, always great to see you and talk to you every week. And we really hope that Sarah's feeling better and Mm -hmm. ready to rejoin the discussion next week because we haven't had the four of us yet this season. And I really want that to happen very soon. 
And also, we want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to download and listen to us break down every adventure of Mariner, Boimler, Tendi, and Rutherford. And we hope you'll join us next week as we discuss Season 3, Episode 4, Room for Growth. So until next time, never stop discovering. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.